Hello and welcome to the Ganatantra podcast. I am Alok Prasanna Kumar and I am Sariyo Natarajan. And in this week's episode, we are joined by Mr. M.K. Raghavendra to talk about the politics of cinema and how cinema impacts uh, politics. Uh, M.K. Raghavendra is an Indian film and literary scholar, theorist, critic and writer. He has authored Seduced by the Familiar, a narration of uh, Indian cinema and other another five volumes on cinema. He's also edited an anthology and he has two publications more on the way. He has contributed to numerous newspapers and periodicals in India and outside. He received the Swarna Kamal the National Award for Best Film Critic in 1997 and he has also received the Homi Baba Fellowship for the year 2000 and 2001. Welcome to Ganatantra Mr. Raghavendra. Thank you. Welcome. So sir before we dive into thinking in more detail about the relationship between cinema and politics could we start with even defining cinema how do we think about it? and defining indian cinema in particular should it be defined as bollywood how do regional cinemas sort of a regional film industries sit in relation to that um would love to understand a little bit more about how do we begin to define cinema in thinking about politics cinema all forms in you know, all kinds of uh, media thing all texts literary thing arts they have constituencies right they address certain public right certain publics now cinema is very important it's especially cinema is because it reaches a very large public therefore you have to look at cinema say indian cinema in terms of the constituencies it addresses right so now if you look at um, hindi cinema mainstream hindi cinema mainstream hindi cinema addresses a national audience okay it's it's uh, its language is very simple it's it doesn't cause uh, it doesn't cause hurt it tries to be catholic in every way so what happens is that he, because of this people can understand a hindi movie with the vocabulary of five words pyar prem majmujrim adalat from four or five words <laughs> yes. like this okay you can understand a hindi movie you don't need to know the language at all it's very different from literary hindi okay so the question is that hindi cinema even from before 47 has played the part of a national cinema has brought uh, the public together in some way right now if you look at if you look at hindi cinema how does they how does they bring the audience together right now there is this man called benedict anderson i don't know if you've heard of this yes. benedict anderson benedict anderson had this thing that the print medium brought in you know in india there was a literacy at the level of 12% at the time of independence so somehow the audience had to be i mean there was a uh, there was an audience already and since there was an audience already this audience somehow became uh, you know part of the can we say the imagined community okay so what ha- what happened was hindi cinema has right from the beginning allegorized national issues okay it has consciously or unconsciously i'm not too sure that it's consciously it's like this when you address a certain public to make an impression on them you have to deal with whatever brings them together right if you tell a story to a child you'll have to include in your story something the child will relate to so what brings indians together social history right so the question is all of indian hindi cinema has generally addressed indian social history allegorized it in certain ways for example you look at the court scene right court when did the court scene start in hindi cinema 1947 after that only because a colonial court has no sanctity right it's only it's only an independent nation's courtroom which has a sanctity and the courtroom was sort of um, it was uh, held up eulogized was held up as a, as a, as the authority moral authority of the state now indian state uh, after 47 before 47 there are no so the, what happens is this this thing continued as a result of which uh, hindi mainstream cinema was a national cinema in one sense okay regional language cinemas address local identities also 
Okay, so in Parashakti, a film like Parashakti, DMK film, could be anti anti Congress, but it could also be pro. It would it could eulogize the state through the courtroom scene. So that sort of thing happens. So regional cinema is not Indian in the same way that the Hindi mainstream cinema is uh, Indian. Then you've got you've got the art film. Which is officially Indian because it is uh, it is rewarded and it is patronized by the state. Uh, this uh, screening rights on Doordarshan and all that—that's something which makes it viable. So that's another kind of uh, national cinema. But that's a national cinema which the constituency is not the public as much as the state because the state patronizes it, right? So you've got these different layers of cinema. Hindi cinema is most important because it addresses the public without meaning to in any sense. It's unconsciously it's an Indian cinema. in which in because of that the whatever messages you read in hindi cinema are more far more reliable indicators hindi popular cinema are far more reliable as indicators of of the of the national ethos than something like art cinema which is there meant for the state and i think that's that's a very interesting way of looking at we, we see art and we see in popular cinema in very different ways but i think the way you define it in terms of who is their audience is a very important distinction to make i just wonder if there is a new category being created in the last two decades which people call and for lack of better word multiplex cinema which does not necessarily think of a national audience and these are hindi films and i think perhaps an example of a film that i'm thinking of like this is something like say um gangs of wasepur uh, possibly haider um where the audience like you you are you are aiming at an audience with a certain sensibility it is national perhaps that this persons of the sensibility may be there in chennai bangalore bombay delhi calcutta possibly as well but it is a thin layer of that i wonder if that's if if you agree that it's a new thing or it's just the old version just catering to a national audience you know why it came about ha huh. it came about because multiplexes made it possible to segregate audiences right. into paying educated and non educated right, right? right yes. so you could now have popular cinema in single screen theater there's no distinction at all yes in in uh, in these multiplexes you could have a paying audience and largely english speaking audience yeah yeah, yes. yeah right yeah. so hindi cinema now three idiots mm. you take some film like three idiots is largely for the anglo anglophone public right mm. it's mm. meant for english speakers yes. your single screen theaters is something else yes. okay yes but again it's so because of migration to the cities it's a little difficult to say but if you look at anglophone cinema and non anglophone cinema the ruling icon of non anglophone cinema is salman khan right salman khan demonstrates again and again that he can't speak english yes he'll pronounce confuse as confuge okay <laughs> and he will do this in huh. bharat for instance he makes it a point that he doesn't speak english yes so he's actually non anglophone india's resistance to anglophone india Okay. There's almost a deliberate performance of non-English being yeah. non-English speaking. Non-English, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's there in Salman Khan. Hmm. Yeah. And that's 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 an interesting point because, in as much as for us we may see this film in a multi, like say somebody of my particular social standing might see this film in a multiplex, it's not necessarily intended for a multiplex audience, and that way the multiplex itself as a site for watching cinema has created a new category. uh in an office that's i think a fascinating thing i wonder if that has happened in other regional cinema as well are we seeing this phenomenon where you know uh, like you you give the example of parashakti which was aimed at a certain tamil speaking audience has the say proliferation of multiplex in urban areas created a sub audience of say anglophone tamilians perhaps 
who might be interested in, in say films which don't aren't aimed at mass appeal in fact this has happened more in tamil than in kannada in ah, kannada yes. there won't be yes yes, 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 yes yeah much. yeah not yes. so much hmm. so tamil i think is it's a, it's a very cosmopolitan among all the south indian cinemas uh, it's the most cosmopolitan of cinemas yeah. it, there is a large cinephile uh, community in in tamil thing you know and tamil and malayalam but more more than malayalam tamil tamil yes. yeah because malayalam is still art cinema they're still going on to something low budget cinema that sort of thing right. tamil cinema has actually got into the it's got into some kind of cinema i saw this movie called super deluxe yes. Yes. Yeah. yes yes it's yes. almodovar right i mean yes. it's it's a tamil version of almodovar uh-huh. it's not quite almodovar but he uses many of the motifs in a completely different way uh-huh. that you won't find in hindi cinema never <laughs> okay you won't find that okay yeah. it's very daring uh-huh. and uh, telugu cinema something like kabir singh it mm-hmm. came out of telugu mm-hmm. it's also offensive you know some of some of regional cinema because they cater to small communities small they can afford to take risks hmm. can afford to be quite offensive and quite uh, you know violence the level of violence in telugu cinema is sort of unbearable unbelievable yes. this is not so with hindi cinema hindi cinema has to be very you know staid it has to be so these regional cinemas are all coming out in different ways right. but what you're saying is right there is a, there is a, there is an urban audience for example mm. something like drishyam drishyam okay drishyam now these movies get remade in different languages to be screened at drishyam is a very urban centric film right mm. mm. it will get screened at it's a time a malayalam film it gets made in hindi it gets made so the question is there is now an urban audience being created in the various cities which is nothing to do with the regional language audience yes right? Yes. Yet the films are made in the regional language. Also. Yes. Yeah. But to pull into into the idea of politics, then um, how do we think about representations of politics on screen? So you started by saying that Hindi cinema, in the way it's imagined, and it's the Indian cinema for our. for our thinking at least uh, because it caters to the widest audience it speaks of social it allegorizes social issues how have movies and films over time uh, thought about current political context and interpreted current events yeah. so I, I th- yeah it, you know the basic thing is what you what i've said applies broadly mm-hmm. but the whole problem is what is the audience are being addressed if you look at for example if you look at this uh, 1992 93 hum aapke hain kaun is a turning point right before hum aapke hain kaun it was always socialist it was this it was the poor versus the rich hum aapke hain kaun brought that entire thing of the the the, the, the poor can be accommodated as servants of the rich okay yes. this is basically the moral of hum aapke hain kaun is no longer equality it's no longer equal opportunity it is that people hierarchical right it, so that did, uh, film did that you come after 2002 i mean the morals keep changing after 2000 after 2000 and all that then you have something like bunty or bubbly the earlier things would be bunty or bubbly or guru the earlier films would uphold moral thing but once you have this thing of uh, you know growth you have this thing then the whole thing becomes make money any which way right yes. so the bunty or bubbly actually upholds uh, uh, fraud hmm. as a as a legitimate way of making money and gradually the entire thing of patriotism also shifted a little by little okay now we've got to this uh, so so the question is that finally when you start picking on audiences like for example the anglophone audience is not saying that it is not addressing india hmm. it is saying that india is composed only by anglophones ah, okay yes. that right. makes it highly political right yes. Yeah. yes okay yes. so they're building universes like yes, you take it. you take something like people live people yeah. live for example people live you take it 
Okay, earlier farmers were played by Nargis and Manoj Kumar. Now you have people who are babit players playing yeah. farmers. So yeah. what does it tell you? It tells you that farmers are viewed in a certain way by the public, yes. and that public is English speaking, right? Yes. So that it's, it's a figure of fun in some way. Yeah. So the question is, it's, it becomes political because it is seeing the same subject matter in different ways. A certain segment of the audience is being taken to be India. Yeah. Right. So it's that the small audience being taken to represent all of India makes it political in a way that it wasn't earlier, hmm. right? Hmm. Earlier they were allegorizing politics; it was always political in some sense. But they were they were trying to, shall we say, posit uh, an all India thing, right? Hmm. Now it's taken for granted hmm. that it's uh, India; that everything is that a handful of people can represent India, a handful of cl- classes can represent India. Hmm. See, for example, let's take you just take uh, Kannada cinema and Hindi cinema, right? Yeah. In Hindi cinema, the ideal uh, b- b- f- family is the people who go to Europe and spend money. Yes. Okay. Zindagi na milegi dobara. Yes. Okay. He's the here heroic figure. Is a person who has money to spend in Europe. Yes. In Kannada film, you've got movies like Dunia. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> where the heroic figure lives on the pavement. Yes. Okay. Eats on the eats uh, bad food or, or on the on the pavement and then becomes a dreaded gangster and is liquidated by a low-ranking Low policeman. Ranking. Uh-huh. So both are heroic. Yeah. The yeah. regional hero is this. The national hero is that. Uh-huh. So the question is, the regional hero is imagined like this by the local community, which is dissatisfied with whatever. It's getting the national community, which is English, sees itself as spending money in Europe. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's completely different. So the point yeah. is, all of them are heroic. Yeah, all of them are epic. Yeah. But the point is that this this is a community sees itself as constituency sees itself like this. That constituency sees itself like that. If a Canada person who sees uh, Dunia or uh, this other one with uh, Rajkumar son, I don't know. Om, the Shiv, the Shivraj Kumar. No, no, oh, no. Uh, up, um, uh, the, the, this uh, his his youngest son. Um, no, Shivraj Kumar. Uh, that, Shivraj, that, yeah, that Om, other one. No, the other one. I think Jogi. 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 Yeah, yeah, Jogi. Jogi. Yeah. See, Jogi. You take Jogi again, right? <coughs> Jogi mm. and Dunia are um, basically they basically they, they, I mean, if the person sees these movies as a as a Canada speaking person, mm. when he goes to see a Hindi movie, mm. he's going to see it as a, as as a national audience. Uh-huh. So he won't he won't appreciate a Hindi movie which has jokey which kind has, of stories. Okay. He will appreciate a Hindi movie only if he does that. It's not okay. that the, the audience is aggregated. They see okay. themselves with different identities at different times. So the idiom expectation is different. It's different, yeah, it's completely different. Well, that's okay. that's that's fascinating because I mean, up to the point when you were saying this, my next question was going to be so then you know would would a hindi film which valorizes and glorifies somebody spending money be totally alien but your point is very interesting that the same person who in kannada cinema in kannada cinema expects a jogi or a duniya uh, has very different exp- will also appreciate a hindi film which for example a dil dadakne do which has a family having their really expensive yes. foreign vacation and appreciate because the same person has these is also balancing these two entities uh, within uh, himself and that's that's a fascinating thing. but but i wonder if is that unique to kannada cinema or do we think that that can happen through multiple apple everywhere okay it's not specifically kannada kannada itself there is a mangalore kannada now and right. there is a local kannada yes. okay. yes mysore kannada and mangalore kannada yes. it's a completely different mangalore kannada is a mangalore films mm-hmm. okay mangalore kannada films are a completely different audience and completely different ba- ba- basis from these uh, yes uh, these uh, mysore kannada mysore films, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah very different and, yeah. and i guess in in that category uh, fall films like wondu motte kathe avani shriman narayana 
एंड ऑल द रक्षित शेट्टी फिल्म मलयालम फिल्म because the difference of the at least the visual grammar that i see the difference is that um the sensibility so whereas if a, a, a more quote unquote mainstream kannada film may reflect the visual sensibility and grammar of a, of a long lineage of kannada films but these films seem to reflect the uh, visual grammar and stuff of malayalam films um for example something like sarkari hiriya prathamika shale um which talks about you know this school in kasargod kannada school in kasargod uh, which was which is about to be shut down because officials in kerala think why do we need a kannada school in kasargod the effort the time and effort it takes to world build i have seen only malayalam films uh, doing that they take you 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 are immersed in a particular context and i find that also to be true of the other rakshit shetty films uh, which whether it's a uh, kirik party or i'm not of course not rakshit shetty but avandu matya kate and others they you you feel that you are immersing yourself in a world that is identifiably not bangalore yes it's identifiably not it's not random city it is not just a urban setting it is clearly this is not bangalore this is kasargod or udupi or mm. uh, even even for, uh, for, uh, 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 a small part of uh, uh, mangalore it could be any uh, one town in mangalore so we find that it's 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 a very different and even within kannada cinema that we're seeing these expectations and i'm sure likewise if if these were flipped that if we suddenly had films set in bangalore uh, using this kind of a grammar we'd all be kind of what is happening here and i don't think it's possible to do a film set in bangalore by in uh, mangalore that way you've got to know you know in bangalore kannada cinema in bangalore thing you've got uh, pavan kumar yes who is uh, more a bangalore filmmaker than a kannada yes. filmmaker right yes yes so he's uh, i mean if you look at something like utan or you look yes. at the other one uh, lucia lucia you yeah. look at lucia it's very different from uh, hmm. so it's possible to have a bangalore filmmaker it's not necessarily you know bangalore incidentally is very unpopular with kannada you know in kannada cinema uh-huh. it's only it's uh, never been popular it has always been seen as uh, so closer to the center than to the to the state okay hmm. it's much closer to rather than mysore kannada cinema is mysore it used to be a mysore cinema Uh-huh. and now it is of course i mean it remains a mysore cinema by and large you can't have a romance in a traditional gandhinagar film you can't have a romance between a person from old mysore and a person from bijapur or bidar you can't have that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in mungaru malle yes. he doesn't marry her because she's kodava <laughs> right okay yes. whatever reasons may have been given uh-huh. it's like amir khan can't marry the uh, the british woman in uh, uh, yeah Amir it's khan. because the nation nation is, is inscribed or some circumscribed <laughs> around the national identity Hmm. here the region is circumscribed around old mysore hmm. so you can't have kodava which is outside old mysore and this uh, mysore uh, mysorean boy having hmm. a romance it's hmm. prohibited because outside there's hmm. something it's uh, it's not yeah, yes, you can't kosher yeah, not you can't have you can't have yeah. yeah yes but you know thinking about uh, sort of another dimension of in the way in which cinema can represent politics uh, which is sort of representations uh, of the state itself you mentioned the kacheris and the courts hmm. uh, even uh, sarkar hiriya prathamika shale has a court, court scene, scene yeah. which is very central to how the film evolves hmm. uh, but there's also sort of other negative representations where the state is seen not as the site of empowerment like uh, movies about uh, police for instance the police brutality uh, so there's a range of that 
So there's the contradictory sort of thing where you see the state uh, and identity of of being a, a citizen of the state uh, in positive ways, but there's also the negative uh, kind of representations where yeah. the individual is challenging a state authority okay. and then triumphing over it in that sense. See, the thing is, the the state has uh, has declined in the public's public's uh, view from 1947 onwards in the, up to the 50s up to the end of the 50s the state was moral authority of the hmm, state right in uh, 50 to 60 to say 60 to 70 it became something else it became the authority of the uh, the authority legal authority hmm. after 70 it became something else okay and then you know gradually you see the policemen you know policemen start arriving late after everything has been resolved yes, among yes. themselves okay then what happens by the time you come to the 80s the police become weak and gangsters start uh, by the time you come to uh, come to something like satya yes. the police are private uh, agencies yes. okay who disregard legality so the question question is that the view of the state has been coming down completely it's been coming down 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 all the time mm. so right now at least under the i think under the congress party and under the congress party this entire business of the state uh, the strength of the state declined 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 okay mm. it declined considerably so it became seen as weak so the question is in sports movies like uh, this uh, pan singh tomar mm-hmm. you can actually see or you see something like um, uh, this that hockey film chak de india, india. Yeah. or you see iqbal you mm. see that there's a certain that this, the private sector is better than the state yes. so the state was actually decried and everybody wanted to connect directly with the with the with the, the nation right yes. so nation is great the state is no good okay yeah. yes. this is this is the basic thing now gradually that has got to some level now for instance now after the after the modi has tried become slightly you know tried to strengthen the state in some way by making it powerful because of all through various methods now you've got this uh, honest policeman as a emblem has come back i hmm. don't know if you've seen uh, this man's uh, ajay devgan's uh, what is what is the singam not singam singam, singam right uh-huh. now again honest policeman and uh, but it's uh, but there, there is some sense that the uh, state is becoming stronger but even then even now what has happened is that this entire thing of the of, uh, of the nation seems to be in the military mm. yes okay it's completely Uriya, in the military Uriya, everything all okay the movies, yes. yeah it's patriotism of a certain kind okay it's I, i don't know you know what kind of cinema this is but it is not your nationalist cinema as we understood the term with mother mother india mm. okay upkar mm. uh, even hum aapke hain kaun allegorize right in yeah. some sense it's nationalist it's not patriotic in this jingoistic way right, right. it's it's a completely different kind of cinema yeah. now gradually what has happened is we don't know exactly who is the audience of movies like uri yeah. i'm i'm pretty sure it's an anglophone public right i'm pretty sure it's an upper class public i'm mm. pretty sure so the question is it's extremely jingoistic okay it's extremely jingoistic it's not it's patriotism of a certain i don't know how to put it you know it, it valorizes strength and uh, dominance in a, a certain kind of masculinity in some ways that is more kabir singh right kabir, yeah. kabir, kabir singh, singh is more about yeah, masculinity, masculinity. Yeah. no I, i wonder if along with uri we should think of a film like padmavat okay uh, or uh, perhaps even the most recent release tanaji yeah uh, where even though it is not set in today's present context uh, they val- uh, uh, or even um, uh this uh, other one uh, Sam- the the one featuring uh, sambaji uh, and his uh, 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 I, i forget the exact uh, title uh, which glorifies marathas uh, actually even pa- the film panipat for panipat. that matter uh, which also which glorifies marathas and i wonder if bollywood is using maratha imagery as a stand in rather than okay udi Ud- 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 was one off 
but perhaps uh, you can't keep recreating Uri and there aren't that many incidents the, sub- of, the yeah. submarine film was there the sub- yes yes, yes there, correct yeah, yeah. yes uh, which was a sinking of the the Pakistani submarine yeah uh, and uh, and so I'm, I'm wondering if the, the limited the, the number of stories you can tell with the purely military context are yeah. limited yeah I wonder if that Bollywood is reaching back into history and using say marathas for example right just to take the three four movies that i uh, bajirao mastani was Bajirao. Film, so I completely blanked out bajirao so these these three four films that i just mentioned um i wonder if it is using these as proxies for the 2000 post 2014 indian state um in terms of what they, that the uh, gov- the state represents now it wouldn't be directly that i tell okay. you it's not directly that but there is a very large shall we say hindu nationalist uh, segment hmm. which would be, which was capable of paying for movie tickets there is that, that that sentiment is in the air once you spot the sentiment in the air right hmm. i can't imagine these movies doing well with rural audiences no, i can't i, I can't I, yeah, yeah, i can't yeah. imagine them doing well with working class audiences hmm. they're obviously meant for middle class a certain um, a certain uh, hindu nationalist sentiments audience hmm. with that hmm. these are the kind of things hmm. it i mean once you see that you see once they know that these are the sentiments in the air automatically they'll be tapped right yes it's not none of them are see none of them are historically accurate neither yes. are they shall we say uh, exceptionable right? yes. they're not except they're okay in the sense that people can appreciate it they can do that there's nothing really obnoxious in them they're all right in that sense no so the question is that the hindi cinema has been uh, even uri whatever uh, my mm. monophonic in some sense hindi cinema it's speaking mm. with one voice mm. not with multiple voices that way as it was earlier mm. so you've got fewer and fewer film saying where variety of things they're all saying more or less the same thing it's become that they're all regressing to the mean exactly. yeah in some way they they see you see the basic thing is hindi cinema did not was not attentive to the political discourse okay. in the in the field of politics right mm. now it has become attentive to the political discourse in the field of politics itself hmm. what is happening in the political space is being mirrored by kannada by the hindi cinema by hmm. and large which is why probably regional films are more interesting today yeah for the it's they're, they're varied in some sense you can't make a tamil movie and make a patriotic tamil movie yeah. but tamilians have got their own identity yes. that would be yeah. secession yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it would no I, mean, i don't mean i mean patriotic in the indian sense ah, uh, indian yes. patriotism yes, yes. like it's not a primary concern for them mm. everybody is patriotic yeah. everybody is I mean, as far as i know everybody is patriotic the question is how much this patriotism engage you yeah, okay the you won't come across super deluxe being patriotic no. similarly you won't come across rakshit city being patriotic no, right no, you no. wouldn't have no. no they may have they may be patriotic but the, but the question is their audiences are not national audiences right. of a certain political bent right mm-hmm. so their entire thing is that so i think in the future probably regional films are more interesting hmm. uh, more interesting i don't know what to make of this kabir singh i mean i i i i mean sort of i'm little mystified by the it's not patriotic what is he representing he has to represent something in telugu it makes some sense in hindi why is it such a big hit i i, I don't know and, and to me the sense that i got is that it connects with a certain class of um, entitled male audience which has been brought up to believe Uh, that they're entitled to women success money and so on and finding that those things are actually harder to achieve yeah. especially especially with now that women have say compared to say 30 yeah. years ago women have no more choices women understand like you know this thing called consent and are willing to stand up for it that opportunities are generally fewer and that nothing is guaranteed because you belong to a certain caste or section or group of society and this actually i i would see i would 
watch a like of a kabir singh or an arjun reddy along with uh, snigdha poonam's book uh, dreamers it's it's a topic which keeps coming up what do india's young really want and i think kabir reddy or or any one of these oh, sorry a kabir singh or any of these three movies which are being made uh, would easily fit in as a chapter of that book as if it were written by one of the subjects of that book uh, in 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 poona uh, in sigda poonam's book it's like she speaks to the six of them but if they were to write their own stories as they'd imagine it to be i'd imagine except except maybe the one woman who's part of that book uh, richa singh the other five men i can imagine that something very close to or if not exactly like arjun reddy might be what's on their mind so the audience for that again maybe a very thin a very thin but very different kind of audience than say maybe maybe what a multiplex movie is going for but i i i read these two together i i would read like a snigda poonam's book and a an arjun reddy together to get a sense of who's the audience for a movie like yeah. this no I, i get the feeling that arjun reddy or it's basically a land owning it's the yes. it's a privilege yes. of a land owning class and which goes very well with telugu yes, yes. okay yes. and there's a lot of telugu cinema yes. on this thing and also this thing of why is he a doctor and not something else mm. he's a doctor because doctors face the highest dowry in telugu yes. cinema <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who grew up in Hyderabad, <laughs> intensely aware of this fact. <laughs> yeah. And 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 no, uh, but but coming to something that which which forms from the second part of our discussion, you know, now that we've sort of seen how uh, cinema represents a certain kind of politics depending on the audience, and the interesting thing being that the same person can form two part two different audiences and has different expectations from cinema. So, something more, and that this is less overt, but perhaps, but now to move to something more overt. which is that uh, how cinema uh, stars have become politicians it's 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 a common question that at least so i lived for seven and a half years in delhi and when i said i was a kannadiga i think they were a bit like okay what's a kannadiga again because if i said tamil people could locate yeah, yeah. tamilian as a ah from the state of jalalita karnanidhi and so on or uh, andhra as a, as the state of ysr or or even ntr or andhra babu naidu or kerala which is its own thing but in the sense that um how do we make sense of certain film industries um have, having their biggest stars becoming not just a politician i'm not talking about the likes of say an ambari issue because him who was an mp in mandya and of course a very popular political leader but somebody who manages to um, became the top executive of the state like nt ramarao and also who managed to usher in a new kind of politics uh, a new kind of regional assertive federal politics how do we make sense of these figures because the common narrative is they just parlayed cinema popularity into a uh, political popularity if that were so we would have had multiple ntr so far we haven't there have been attempts uh, pawan kalyan chiranjeevi and his family have attempted uh, Uh, for, uh, after Jalalita, nobody else has in Tamil cinema because we see Rajni Kant constantly. I'm not going back and forth. Well, Kamal Hassan started a political. Yeah, party. but yeah. you know where that's going. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't been replicated. Yeah. So what was it that made these cinemas, yeah. uh, cinema stars, become such okay. politicians? See, in the first place. they have to be associated with some existing constituency hmm. which is usually jati constituency right okay, okay? so rnt ramaro had the kama constituency hmm. no this um, mgr came out of already a movement okay hmm. he came out of that uh, the dravid movement he yeah. came out of that so though he did not belong to any particular jati it was already a, shall we say a mobilized uh, mass already right hmm. he came out of that 
Rajkumar could not do it hmm. simply because his constituency, I mean, caste-wise, he was, did not belong to a majority yes. kind of thing. Ambarish Gowda, right? Yes. Okay, so the question is, the Vokaliga thing, Ambarish came out of it. Hmm. Rajni Kant will not do well. Mm. Okay, he doesn't. He he will not do well. It is not simply popularity. It's, yes. it is getting votes. And you know, I don't know. This is this is only my own theory. Mm. I think politics in India, okay, political uh, things are d- done like you know this wholesaler retailer kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, just as a manufacturer, FMCG manufacturer mm-hmm. has wholesalers, retailers, and stockists, you know, mm. okay, these political parties have these groups already. In right. their in their thing, and they will have people uh, representatives also, and finally it will be money power. But the point is, it may be money power in la in a large way. But the point is, who are these? Uh, they can't obviously deal one to one with the public, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. They will have to deal with the interest groups. They'll have to deal with leaders. They'll have to deal with representatives. Mm-hmm. But all that will be determined by jati and constituency, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the way it works. Absolutely. So political intimidation is critical in yeah, the success absolutely. of many leaders, whether. Yeah. Cinema, former Correct. actors, or you take somebody, a minor genius. actor like uh, this, um, this uh, not Rajni Kant, the Vijay Kant. Vijay Kant. Yes. Okay, he also belongs to a caste, a certain caste, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Whatever caste that has got some power of some sort. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so that gives him a shall we say a guaranteed uh, constituency. Mm-hmm. Whereas whereas Rajni Kant doesn't have that kind of constituency. Right. Yes, which is geographically homogeneous, yeah. contiguous, which allows yeah, you to sustainably win seats. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a player in enough to negotiate with the bigger political bigger, parties yeah, because right. you will perhaps never Vijayakanth will perhaps never become yeah. chief minister of Tamil Nadu right. will not ever win the kind yeah, of he won't, uh, he won't. votes mm. but he will he will influence the seats this way and that way and will lobby for power that way exactly. That's what and so it's do. in the interest of caste groups to have politicians Correct. of this sort yeah. uh, visibility are, yes visibility. for the for visibility of their agenda but also in terms of being able to negotiate with the bigger groups yeah. to uh, to achieve their ends in yeah, some senses yeah. the, the public doesn't project themselves into this he's some kind of iconic figure you know mm. he's some kind of iconic figure they can rally and under you know it's a completely different thing he's a very visible f- figure if, if a kamma like uh, uh, nt ramaro gets somebody um, um, a kamma crowd is a very large community it gets mm. him that this uh, nt ramaro being visible automatically becomes iconic mm. and they will vote for him it is not simply popularity as a film star that itself doesn't ca- guarantee very much you know i yeah. don't think uh, kamal hasan has no chance neither has uh, i don't think uh, yeah, because they don't have uh, they visible don't have. measure communities yeah, they don't have. nor do they have ability to establish those networks of patronage and no, those relationships have, so it's quite have. problematic yeah. but I mean we, we are also in a situation where we are seeing the opposite where politicians and politicians children are entering uh, cinema so there's yeah. Ritesh Deshmukh there's Ritesh Deshmukh and I think also Nikhil Kumaraswamy uh, here in uh, Karnataka has done a couple of films has done a, a couple of films I guess it also speaks of a, mo- of a different kind of nexus between politicians and cinema they will not I, unless they have star power I don't think they will become successful as film stars yeah. See, the question is, uh, Kumarasamy's son, maybe as a p- young people of that age look uh, presentable, they can manage somehow. Okay, they look presentable, they look decent, they look, they, they can do romantic roles and because it's already a father's constituency, that caste constituency can we'll guarantee they watch the films, right? Yeah. So he can, but that doesn't mean he's going to become some, uh, he's going to become a superstar. It doesn't right. mean that, right? Right, right? But he's got, he'll have some career as a, and not only that, see, the whole point is we never know whether a film is a flop or a hit, right? Mm. We, there's no way of telling. Mm. The, the, the figures are not revealed exactly. Yeah. And, the, and the point is there's, there's so much money going into cinema 
Number of people know they are going to make flops, but they are prepared to put in money. It's small money compared to the money they make out of real estate, out of uh, you know. Yeah. So the question is, it's not as not such a big thing. Yeah. So they can afford to have flops because losing money, mm-hmm. they they become very visible. People see them on the screen. They recognize everywhere. That's those are compensations, no? Mm. So they are happy with those compensations. Mm. And that is also probably why um, nobody will ever be able to, nobody from Bollywood, let's say. will ever be able to parlay their popularity into some kind of a national political role i mean there have been politicians who have been actors right i mean uh, rather actors who have had have dabbled in politics everyone from uh, sunil dat and you know you Jai had jay prada and uh, raj babar and so many others they have dabbled in politics but never in a in a one creating their own party or building on their yeah, popularity it's too widely spread like it's too widely thinly spread, spread. Yes. thinly spread you yeah. will never be able to command a constituency yeah. in a particular way but ntr actually also reminded me of a very fascinating chapter in your book bipolar identity about how kannada cinema itself was making sense of the federal structure of our constitution um in terms uh, and because the, the reason why i ask is because i think ntr is a key figure in the evolution of india's federalism in terms of how even when faced with a 400 seat majority in parliament in delhi how he stood up for andhra pradesh and how he asserted himself uh, in the central government i think he has helped trigger changes and needs more study that's a different thing but it it sort of took me on the the thought that you discussed about how they make sense of a complex concept like federalism about what is the role of the state government vis-a-vis the central government and say perhaps for the benefit of of our audience who haven't yet read bipolar entity perhaps you could talk a little bit about uh, that particular uh, aspect see again uh, i mean uh, the, the, the film stars uh, ntr was probably the one mgr was these mm. these regional film stars would definitely mgr also actually yeah. yes see because the question is they are powerful emblems for the you know for the for the region right mm. an ordinary politicians if you take and not only that see important thing is these people came out of regional parties yes okay huh. all of them are not ambarish did not come out of a regional no, party ambarish came out of the out of the congress right yes, yes. so the question is when they are when they are the national party it hmm. doesn't carry much weight it doesn't have much weight hmm. but the point if they start their own parties hmm. but for that they have to have uh, you know that big uh, caste big backing and all that right hmm, hmm, hmm. you won't you will not by the way incidentally you will never find a malayali film actor uh, becoming yeah, popular has going to come yeah, to yeah, that yeah, right, right. Right. you will never find Because it's the two national parties contesting each other. Is it CPI? Malayali Malayali actors are addressing literate publics. Mm. Yeah. Their you know Mohan Lal's gestures are all out of a novel, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. His his emotions are all those out of a novel. Whereas yeah. uh, Rajni Khan's are out of the epics, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you are doing this epic thing, yeah. Mohan Lal is not a person who can become an icon. Mm. He can mm. be appreciated as an actor. You can't. He can't become an icon. Yes. Okay. That is a very important thing. Mm. So Malayalam will never come that way. Mm. It will never mm. go that way. Whereas uh, your uh, NTR, MGR, and all of them were icon. Raj Kumar, all of them were icon. Oh, Icons, icons, yes, yes, yes. So that makes, and, yeah. and then that 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 sort of also explains the answer that whenever I've had a conversation about Raj Kumar and in the context of uh, Raj Kumar as the biggest ever uh, Kannada film star, no, and inevitably the question comes: So did he get take to politics? I think apart from that Gokak agitation, he never really. Took to politics in any way. I mean, he not was not involved with any political movement, regional or national. And the explanation is very clear. He belonged to this really tiny, tiny community. There's, yeah, there's one more uh, issue which I brought out in my bipolar identity, uh-huh. which is that the political space in Karn in Karnataka was not polarized, mm. unlike uh, in Tamil Nadu. Right. So that MGR could be okay. Mm. He could be anti-Brahmin. 
Hmm. See, when you're when you're a leader, when hmm. you're a political leader, you're for something, which means you can't be for something unless you're anti, anti something, something else, right? right? Yes. He was anti North India, anti Brahmin, yes. right? Yes. In Karnataka, that thing doesn't arise at all. There's yes. polit- political space is not polarized at all. Okay, right, I believe right. when the when the Congress came to power first in Karnataka, huh. they all they promised was a panacea for all evils, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so the question yes. is, they don't know what to promise. Yes. And this Rajkumar was. Friends with everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If since you're friends with everybody, how can be a politician? You got to be against somebody and uh, for somebody else, right? Yeah. So he was that. That is also there, and he couldn't. He didn't have that kind of, you know. He was not a polarizing figure at all. It, you have to be polarizing figure. Mm. At least stand strongly for something, which means mm. you're against certain other things, mm. in some way. But speaking of uh, standing firmly for something, the most recent foray is in the opposite direction, which is. Uh, Politi- uh, an actor taking a political stance. So Deepika Padukone was at uh, the JNU protests and mm. uh, this has made quite a splash partly because of I guess the broader cynicism around is this uh, some kind of splash for her uh, upcoming movie uh, but also what does it mean to think of uh, actors taking political stances and that's been quite a recent phenomenon there's the research mm. by Joy Pal and all of those uh, who looked at uh, celebrities participation on social media and in that they're more responsive to certain kinds of politicians which aligns with sort of the Delhi interest and so there's the uh, you know, there's that, uh, the the role that film stars and famous actors are playing in terms of mobilizing, polarizing yeah. uh, and building consensus around issues. So, mm. is there, how, how do we parse through that? And do we need to in some sense? Because it's celeb- even, even sports stars to that extent. I, I don't think they have, uh, they, they in this particular case, I've not paid much attention to this, mm. but in this particular case, I don't, I think she just took a stand of some sort on the individual level. I don't, I don't even see, you could have taken this stand, you could have taken that stand. But she took a stand, which I think, I think is a personal thing. I don't think it's going to help her film or harm her film, mm. unless, uh, unless it's uh, deliberately picked upon as, uh, you know, mm. I don't see that. Uh, but po- polit- political, actually, pol- pol- politicians have, I mean, film stars have stayed away I mean, at the national level. They've stayed away from national politics, like endorsing and all that. There may be some minor people who are doing that. Mm. I don't think the major, major stars have been actually taking stances, have they? I'm not very sure no, about this. They, they haven't. And that's, that's, that, that, that's the interesting thing, because I, I'd say someone like, uh, perhaps, there's someone like uh, uh, Amir Khan or uh, Shah Rukh Khan or uh, Salman Khan make the most obscure yeah. references which nothing which which you have to like sift through a lot to say oh this is what they're saying yeah. in the context of the present political situation but it it's it's it, it's the expectation of the public which interests yeah. me that you expect right uh, i mean you you won't expect your doctor to have a view on a judgment which is delivered by the supreme court or you won't ask your lawyer what they think of the newest uh, drug released on the market but something about and that's why also pointed out sports personalities. Um, I, I don't think, I think it's a very recent phenomenon for sports, sports persons also. For sure. Um, there is an, ex- that, that perhaps maybe because they have more public interactions. I wonder where this impulse that's saying, what does this person think about this? What does that person think about this come from? And also, I mean, it, to, to the point that the poli- uh, film stars have not taken political stances, they have. Well, they've towed the government's line or at least the ruling party line on various issues, hmm. uh, at least on social media in terms of uh, heckling certain you know individuals. Whatever it is, they have taken those stances which are not apolitical. 
to be fair Amir Khan took it I think Amir, Amir Khan, Khan said yeah, he something but he's, he's quiet now yeah. but he was at one point he took a political stance Shah Rukh Khan never did no. he hasn't yet in, no. in, in this Prakash Raj uh, yeah, yeah, he has, yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. yeah but he's not a big, big no, name he's not yeah. a big name in yeah, that, that sense, sense. and yeah. to your point I guess he doesn't have that constituency in the same way yeah, that yeah, many he does, others he's, he's, he's a, see these public figures people who are admired I think it's more that the politicians are frightened of these people okay it's not so much that they are going to contribute in any way but their visibility makes that their endorsements it uh, it seem to make a difference right mm. i think that i think it is basically that that their endorsement is seen to make a difference mm. we don't know for i don't think that deepika padukone is will make much of a difference to the political space in any way mm. but the point is it could be seen because she's so visible it could be seen as some kind of thing mm. which is why i mean she's entitled to whatever she did but which is why it's aroused a lot of ire in the mm. public space yeah. a lot of yeah it's anger, anger one anger, way or the other yeah yeah, yeah. so why it should i don't know mm. i mean how is she different from other people who've taken stance Hmm. But yeah, that, that is the thing. But I don't think it'll have much of an effect on politics. I don't no. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, in, in as much as individual stars speaking or saying something may not have, because I, I suppose the extreme cynical way of saying is, what do they know about anything, right? They've just grown up and they've done this in a particular cocoon. But I suppose there are those who might be able to speak from, like, say, personal experience, and uh, we see this actually before. Um, before uh, deepika padukone is certain thing i think bollywood was actually more recently in the news about a one liner delivered by an up and coming uh, actor siddharth trivedi uh, who just listened to a long rant by the daughter of uh, chanki pande going of how hard it was for her to be in the industry because her father was not really that famous and then he delivered this one line comeback going you know like yeah everyone has their struggles but where your struggles begin is where my dreams are come true so and and uh, in a sense it spoke to a certain kind of willingness to talk about a personal um aspect of their lives and in as much as it may not be political in in terms of um, speaking to a particular political ideology or moment or a party i i wonder if uh, maybe that is possibly the way we might see more politics in the sense that actors speaking of their personal experience as perhaps the social base of who gets to be a star widens in some ways Yes, I mean, uh, if you if you mean uh, that Bollywood is uh, very secretive about what's going on underneath, yeah. it's extremely secretive, right? Yeah. The point is that nobody talks about Bollywood. Yeah. Okay, nobody talks about Bollywood. What's happening underneath? Nobody knows. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. For example, uh, what the the kind of treatment of extras who are supposed to do stunts. Yes. Yes. You remember those two two fellow people who were drowned? Yes, here yes, in Bangalore. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody yeah. Cared. yeah. And and before they were they before they took this thing of the, the falling into the water, they said we know that the director is going to look after us. He's mm. going to not going to let us down. But they drowned. Yes. And yes. we don't know what happened. Yes. So the point is they were really pathetic uh, people who have to take all kinds of risks. They didn't know how to swim, by the way. They didn't yeah. know how to swim. Yeah. Okay. So these these are you know it's this this entire thing of Bollywood the film industry is a very murky it's extremely you know it's opaque we don't mm. know what's going on if people are able to talk about their personal re- reactions there mm. if uh, some people who are uh, bold enough can talk about their personal reactions I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I don't think the there are union this the unions and that sort of thing which can ensure safety to the public yeah. to women to whatever yeah. to extras. I don't think those things are there at all. No, there aren't. Yeah, and I think uh, that sort of wraps up all the major themes that we wanted to discuss. Uh, we've had a most fascinating conversation. 
thank you once again, Mr. Raghavendra, for joining us on this uh, discussion. Uh, we've, at least for me, I've learned very different ways of looking at films and understanding the political messaging of the films. Yes, always the subliminal uh, assumption has been, at least with popular film stars for me, uh, that their popularity translates towards, but the link to be having a caste base, base and, and then being able to convert that through organization and intermediaries, that's very fascinating as, yeah. a, as a thought. Yeah. Uh, because the links are not just about popularity. There has yeah. is a more underlying material relationship. Yeah. So thank you once again for joining us on this podcast, sir. Uh, and thank you everyone for uh, tuning into this episode. Uh, we'll be back with more in the next week. Goodbye. See you My next pleasure. Wednesday. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you sir.